to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our standard viewing. Um, apologies that we're not side by side anymore. I feel like if I've I've learned a lesson from the YouTube views from the episode that got released yesterday, we should definitely do more in real life podcasts. But anyway, I'm yeah, I'm Ben Canning, and I'm Dave Kennedy, and this is back to normal. We hack your health, hacking your health podcast. Yeah, yeah. So what's up? Hey, no, I thought that podcast turned out great yesterday. Um. Yeah. Oh, if, if anybody on the stream notices my tongue is orange, I just had a bunch of Tic Tacs, orange Tic Tacs. <laughs> and so, so, <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was in the car right here. I'm like, oh, I got orange Tic Tacs. I forgot about this. So, like, of course, I ate like half the bottle of orange Tic Tacs. So, yeah, no, it's just a little small thing. I ate half of them. I, I, I regimented them a little bit. They say zero calories. Obviously, if you're probably eating 500 of them, they aren't zero calories, I would assume. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to count that in my macros today. So. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So what's been going on? Dude, well, it was crazy. So last week, you know, um, I had a friend, uh, you know, fly in that I hadn't, hadn't seen before. And uh, it was really hard tracking my macros because we were always doing, you know, 16 Irish car bombs and everything else. But, uh, you know, all in all, I, I dropped two pounds somehow. And, uh, you know, things things were good. But, no, I hey, uh, thought last week was a lot of fun. The in-person podcast that we did I thought was really good. It turned out really great as far as I, th- I thought the production uh, of that was really cool. Um, but, uh, no, things have been good. Training's been good. Uh, feeling real solid. I went back to, uh, uh, our, our, our favorite place in, in Brook Park, Ohio, which is uh, old school iron, which is just a grungy badass, you know, gym that is super intimidating. Dude, there was a dude there. that was even bigger than the dude we saw the other time there. I was like, Oh my God, this is like, keep growing. Bigger than the biggest dude you've ever seen. It's bigger than the biggest dude I'd ever seen before. He's he's bigger. I was like, man, he's he's of course eating this big bucket of chicken and rice, and he's got his protein shake next to him. I'm like, dear gosh, you know, like what is going on here? <laughs> but it was good. It was good. It was good. How about you, man? How about you? Welcome back. Thank thank you. Um, well, I managed to put on, I think, well, seven kilos. So whatever that is in pints in my time. America. It's like 16, 17 15, pounds. 15 and yeah. a half pounds. So that was impressive. I mean, this is definitely the heaviest that I've ever been. But saying that, I went obviously uh, back to the gym today and I feel great. Like obviously a lot more weight of myself to throw around, a lot more fuel in the tank. So I feel good. Um, moved into a new training block today. So that will be an interesting one. Now I have a, I know what I'm aiming for for six months time when we we revene our com- our competition, our lifting competition. So I know what I, what I need to work on and what my strengths and what my weaknesses are. So I'm looking forward to that. But generally, I guess this week has just sort of been getting back into routine of check-ins and calls and being back here in different time zones and sort of catching up with everything. So it's been good. Yeah, today's check-in. So I have to, to do the photos and, and all that good stuff, um, you know, as far as checking goes. And then I, right after this, um, podcast we got our check-in calls or just like the the weeklies which is good so that'll be good yeah. to catch up with everybody that we saw there and uh you know see 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 the faces that we actually met in person that were, was in town so it was, it was cool i mean see <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was really cool getting everybody together and um going out and you know being able to hang and chat and have different discussions about you know our journeys and struggles and, and everything else and i think you know we talked last week a lot about you know the tribal aspect of things around um lifting. But what I wanted to talk about today was, you know, having a buddy with you to actually go and lift because, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I don't mind lifting on my own at all. Um, but every once in a while I enjoy lifting with somebody else. So like I've made it ever since you came into town, I've made it a priority of mine to reach out to my buddies that lift and go to old school iron, you know, at least once a month just to get out of the house and go with somebody and lift with somebody to keep that social aspect of things, uh, going and you always learn something new, uh, you know, when you're with a friend, like obviously I learned a ton, uh, well, I lifted a ton, um, but I, you always uh, literally lifted a ton, uh, (laughs) 
Oh, God. Um, but uh, you, you learn something new every time you go with somebody. And, you know, some of the things that I really appreciated uh, when we lifted that, you know, that I kind of found were maybe not deficiencies in, in what I was doing, but, you know, could have done a lot better of, I think, is is how I do my lifts and how I structure them. I was spending way too much time in the gym. You know, I was spending probably an hour and a half to two hours at times, you know, at the gym. And it's just not necessary. It's really not necessary to spend that much amount of time. Now, maybe if you're hitting multiple body parts and things like that, but really an solid hour is plenty of time for muscle hypertrophy and busting your ass and, you know, getting in there. Like yesterday I was at old school iron for an hour and I was, I was smoked. Like my back was dead and my biceps were dead. I had nothing left to give in those two muscle groups. And, you know, one of the things that I learned, you know, very quickly is, you know, warm up sets are important, right? So, you know, starting off and just kind of feeling the weight and, you know, just do a couple reps with those and, you know, get your body in, into the movement position of, of lifting light weights and then getting a little bit heavier, then a little bit heavier, and then obviously going in for your uh, for your actual sets. Um, but I, you know, started, you know, doing that yesterday. So I started off uh, with uh, some rack pulls. And uh, what was really cool is, again, you know, intimidating gym that, that was there. I mean, it's like literally like I'm the smallest person there type of gym uh, to, to, you know, feeling great about myself. And I actually had some people look over me like, damn, he's actually throwing up some, some real weight. This guy knows what he's doing. And, um, you know, I, I think I had, you know, 455 pounds and I did eight of those. And then I loaded up 505 and I did like three of those, which, you know, is really good. And, um, you know, I, overall, you know, I hit a couple, um, other movements, you know, I did some rows, uh, you know, I hit the, um, the, uh, pool machines, the, the, rope machines. Um, and then, um, you know, started working on some other areas and they had this one machine that, uh, I didn't get to use. We saw it last time, but it's like you lay on your, your, your stomach and it's got these, um, it's a, you know, like a lat row machine, but you basically go back and you pull up and, you know, it's a machine that does it with the weight on top. And those just, those just murdered my back. And, uh, but overall, again, you know, being there with somebody, learn something new, try something different. And I was a little bit intimidated at first because, you know, when we went, we did, uh, legs and arms. And, you know, uh, I knew which machines I could do the arms for, but I didn't know which machines to do the back for. So what I did is I explored, you know, I explored the gym. I, I found out, you know, machines. I'm like, there's, there's a lady sitting there. I'm like, I have no idea how to fucking use this thing, you know? And she's like, oh, it's just like this. I'm like, oh, thanks so much for showing me. That's cool. Cause like, I'm like, it looked like this weird contraction, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. It works like this. And, um, so I just learned something new every single time, but I think, you know, having a buddy system and a partner, like, obviously you work out with Helmy. Um, you know, being able to find somebody that likes your interest that doesn't necessarily as a trainer, but you know, somebody like my, my buddy, Paul, who's uh, just getting into lifting, you know, him and I are going to be going to the gym once a month just to, you know, get out of our own regular cycles by ourselves and, you know, lift together, push each other. It was a lot of fun. And I, and I really enjoyed that aspect of things. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for training with someone. And for the longest time I, I, I just, I only trained by myself and I think it came down to not finding the right person to train with. So the way how and I train together is you know, he has an understanding of what I, he, what I need. I have an understanding of what he needs. Sometimes we go through a session. We'll not even speak to each other. We just have headphones in or whatever else, but you're right though. You like, you do learn things and you know, just watching people in, in the same movement that you're doing and watching their movement pattern, yeah. being able to see it, like somebody else doing it in front of you gives you a different sort of, I guess, thought process or insight to the way that they move. But even like, like I said to you last week, or like we said, whenever we were in, in the gym, like to me, I love going to different gyms because of all that other, you know, we didn't really go in with a plan the last time. I just knew that I wanted to do this quads first and the, the order of the, the muscle groups that I wanted to do, but in terms of machines, cause we didn't know what was there. Yeah. I didn't really know what, what we were going to do. So being able to go in, try different machines, create a new stimulus in the muscle, learn something again, see other people. And I don't know about you, but there's always that like, well, I definitely do know about you actually. There's always that like natural competitive with just being in that space and other people being around yeah. there that you're automatically, you know, 10% stronger in, in some way because you're in a yeah. different environment. So yeah, I definitely think having someone that you can go and even I was, I was texting, I'm just going to call him other Chris because that's what his name now is. He was saying about, you know, maxing out in terms of the weight and, you know, he's obviously set his stuff up in the garage and he's like, I don't really want to try and push my max by myself. And I was like, don't fucking do it because the reason we were able to do it last week is because I was stood there and I could catch the yeah. ball if I needed to. Yes. So, yes. you know, times that 
you potentially want to push to your max whenever you're training with your buddy Paul or whoever it is, you know, make it a, okay, whenever I'm with someone, I'm really going to push things because I know that if the shit hits the fan in some way, they can pull me out of it, pick me up out of it, pick the weight up, lift the weight up or whatever it is, rather than just catching yourself underneath the bar or whatever it might be. Yeah, and that's, you know, a couple of things to hit on on that point was, um, you know, when I saw you uh, lifting in my gym, you know, whether it was doing rows or other things, you know, I learned a little bit more about how I needed to push myself or how I needed to do a specific movement. Like even, even more so like on the rows, for example, you know, obviously you think about it as you want to be able to put a pen, a pencil basically in, in the small of your back. So you squeeze, you know, your back to, to make those muscles contract and to get the most amount of range of motion and, and everything uh, through those muscles. And I'm just seeing somebody else do it and seeing, you know, in, in obviously I learned uh, some new, torture moves uh, is the best way of explaining it. <laughs> Let's put it like this. I can't, I can't wait to finish, finish up your new plan. Oh God. I don't know how I think about that, but we should talk about that too. But um, you know, the, just, I mean, just some of the movements that I hadn't tried before. And that was, you know, one thing to talk about going into that gym, you know, I used to get severe anxiety and I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but maybe like a fear of going to a gym. Like I just didn't want to do it. And I know a lot of people struggle with that because and you see, there's, um, there's like a bodybuilder guy that uh, goes and looks at people posting stuff on TikTok about people's gyms. And like, it's like, that's not proper etiquette or you shouldn't be doing that. Or this is, you know, like, and he's actually like a, a good dude. He's like, Hey, don't fuck with somebody that is brand new out there doing something, you know, if they want your help, you know, whatever, but don't, you know, if they're obviously going to hurt themselves or something like that, maybe say something, but you know, have that kind of etiquette. Don't be intimidating when people go into the gym. And I think, you know, why, you know, we talk, we, we, we talk crap about plan of fitness at times, but I think, you know, at plan of fitness, if you're just getting into, you know, lifting, it's a fantastic neutral environment that isn't intimidating to people because you don't just have a bunch of people in there that are just, you know, meatheads that are, you know, saying, Oh, you're not deadlifting 500 pounds. You're not great or whatever, you know, um, that type of toxic mentality is is obviously what kind of gives the stigma, uh, I think, of the gyms. And my biggest fear is, you know, going into any gym originally was, well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, really. You know, I, you know, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. And I did a little bit in the Marines, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm going to go here and do this. But if someone notices that I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and I get all this like fear of of it's stupid. It's stupid, by the way. Like, who cares what other people think, first of all? But second, you know if you're there to actually go and work out, why is that? Why is somebody else hindering you from doing that? But that's just something I always had. And when I went there with you, you know, I had this level of confidence because you were there and I felt confident in what you knew. And we tried different things. We did some weird shit that I'll, I'll never try again. Like that, that, uh, what's that squat again? That, that's cr crazy air squat thing. We did the, pe the pendulum squat, the pendulum squats. You're like, you <laughs> not doing that again. Um, but, no, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, or the, 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 the hip extensions either. I'm not doing that in a public spot. Um, the adductors, the adductors. The adductors yeah, yeah. The hip adductors. They're but, so uh, good. I did. I, I was talking to Heath about them. He sent me, he sent me a photo that he, he was at some other gym and he had pinned a machine. And I was like that, I, that machine, I just have so much love for I don't know why I get the awkwardness, the eye contact thing. Like I said to you and Jim, doctor, <laughs> the adductor and the abductor are facing each other. So if it's like yeah. me and you, like I'm not breaking eye contact. I'm like, I'm looking you dead in the eye until I get every single rep. I'm not looking down. I'm not looking down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like 54 reps in, like, no idea what's going on, but I'm not breaking it. I'm not breaking it. But yes, I get, I get the awkwardness in it, but genuinely like such a great machine that you know, it's such a, a small muscle, your adductor, but what it can do from stabilizing the rest of your body and your big lifts and squat and leg press and all that, like it's so, so good. And if you look at the high end bodybuilders, if you get somebody mentioned Dorian Yates on Twitter, like if you see a picture of his hamstrings from beside and you see his, his adductor in it, it's like, it's the strangest thing. And it's the strangest muscle to think about yeah. training, but I just have a lot of love for it. Not sorry it's, about that at all. I'm just looking forward to the footage that they get. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, uh, so so being there with you was one thing, right? You know, because I felt confident because you're there. But this is my like, my first foray. Like I went through by myself, which, by the way, I messed up really bad. I um, I bought a pre workout drink there. Uh, it was like the bucked up one, which is like 350 milligrams of caffeine. So I started drinking that as my pre workout. And then they also have protein shakes there. So I'm like, well, since I know they have that there, I'm just going to go buy it there versus having to carry it the entire time, you know, there and whatever. So I was like, I'll just buy it there. And, uh, you know, they had the, the different flavors of the, I think it was the Redcon 1 uh, drinks um, that we had. And um, I was like, oh, they have a, a French vanilla coffee flavored one. And I'm like, oh, cool. 
So I drink that, and then I look at the top left, and it's like it has 280 milligrams of caffeine. I'm like, oh my god! I just, I just did like 600 milligrams of caffeine within an hour. I was like, I was like, oh. So of course I didn't sleep last night at all. Like and normally I have no issue with that. Like caffeine typically doesn't impact me, but 600 milligrams within an hour, it was, uh, it was no joke. I was definitely tasting colors or seeing colors or, or seeing sounds or whatever the hell we say. But, uh, um, but no, I went into the gym and uh, uh, zero issues. You know, I. Looked around how I wanted to plan my workout, you know, uh, found the machines that I, I thought, you know, would be good, um, that I, you know, was comfortable with and kind of went into there to see how I felt. I started off with the rack pulls, um, then went to um, uh, the row machine that was kind of like the weird one that I had never tried before. Uh, then I used the cable machines, uh, you know, to do uh, more so lateral pull downs. I uh, did a row, uh, you know, then I started working on biceps and, you know, overall it was, it was a fantastic workout. Uh, you know, I, I murdered myself and I felt, you know, what was cool about it is like, you know, no one cares, right? That you're there, but that perception that somebody cares, I guess, is the the issue, right? And uh, you know, I just did my shit. I was drenched in sweat. You know, my my biceps were you know pumping, and I was you know I had the the thou, thou should not be named arms that you you mentioned before, but uh, um, and uh, and so we uh, you know did did a good job. So, anyways, it was it was a good uh, experience for me going there by myself, and I'm looking forward to bringing friends there and having the confidence to show them different moves and exercises and things like that as my knowledge has expanded as well which is pretty cool yeah and i think you know as you mentioned on twitter like having the confidence to go and do that and not not sort of second guess it and i've seen this so many times with people that that their biggest fear is the gym because they're afraid of falling off the treadmill or dropping a dumbbell on their head or doing something wrong or ending up on fucking tiktok because someone's taking a video of them and it's like i I understand it because i've dealt with it so many times with clients and i think that's a lot of the times, like whenever I used to coach one to one, that's what I was there for is t- number one, because they knew that they had a, an appointment with me, so they would be there. And number two, they knew and they felt safe with me that I wasn't going to, you know, lead them down the garden path or do something wrong or whatever. So to sort of teach them on that. And there's definitely a lot to be said. I think the, the term is gym, gym intimidation. Um, but as you said, you know, nobody with, with the greatest, um, I guess not to sound like a dick. No one really cares. Do you know what I mean? Like no one, no one, no one's watching. No one really gives a shit. Everybody's too absorbed in their own shit. And once you get over the fact of actually getting there, it's it's not as bad as you make it out to be. And I think it, it depends on the environment. If you find the right place, then for sure, I can imagine. You know, if you're a regular at that gym, you get to know people. People will help you out. Like you said, that that woman was able to show you how to use the machine and stuff like that. Everybody's there for the same reason. It's not like that place to me doesn't look like a a posery place or a fucking Instagram gym and everybody's taking selfies like we were, but you know, on a regular basis. But I think, you know, people are just there to get the fucking work done. And if you need help, like I can imagine that they would only help you. And even, you know, chatting to the, one of the owners at the desk, like they seem to just reinvest, 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 expand, 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 even to the point of, did he say he's putting in a shooting range? He's putting in a gun range. Yeah, he's, put, he's, put, he's putting in a gun range on top of it. He's like, hey, if you just want to go work on and then shoot afterwards, I'm like, and they sold ammo there too. Like right, right yeah. when you were there, I was like, oh. Really okay. good uh, merch as well. Like lots yeah, of. Merch is great. Yeah. Merch is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you get I more saw, yesterday? I did not. I was, you know, I was kind of in a hurry to get in and out. Um, you know, just timing wise, I had to get some stuff done. And, uh, but I, I definitely was eyeballing. If I, had, I was like, man, if I have like 10 more minutes, I would get some more merch, but uh, I did not. But yeah, really good fit. Like I tried that the yeah. one that I got. It's good. So yeah, great job. I will be back. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, again, the whole thing around, you know, the stigma of going to the gym and not knowing what you're doing, listen, you know, if you're, if you're in that type of situation where you feel the same, and, and I know I've always kind of felt that way, you know, think about it this way. Um, if you're concerned about going there and not being able to find the machines or not knowing what you're doing, research your workout plan ahead of time, you know, of what you want to accomplish and the type of equipment that they have. And then plan your workout routines around that. So you're going, you know, place to place to place. So you know what you're doing as you're going through and doing it. So you don't look like, you know, hey, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, who cares? Like, explore, try new things if you can, if you're confident enough with that. But, you know, the whole whole piece is try new machines to attack your muscles in different ways, you know, to to target them, to, to get them to fatigue and, and have fun with it. You know, I tried new machines yesterday I never tried before and I'm feeling it today. I feel sore today, you know, which I normally don't feel sore. Um, so it's, it's hitting the muscles in different ways. Um, and, and, you know, being able to go to a place that, that is like that. And if you obviously if you have your home gym, that's great as well, you know, do different things there. But I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, 
we're just there to lift. We're there to get healthy. We're there to have fun. Uh, don't worry about what others think of you as you're going through and doing this. It doesn't make a difference. I wasn't checking out anybody while I was there and being like, oh, they can only do this. Really? You know, I, I'd be like, you're here. You know, you're doing some awesome work. And, and that's amazing that you're here putting that up because that that's you, you know, that you're, you're here and you're, you're above 90% of the rest of the United States or whomever that is here today in, in Ohio in this specific area, because you came out to, to make yourself better. So that's the, the biggest thing I think you have to remember is that, Hey, you're out there putting the work in to make yourself stronger than yesterday. And that's ultimately what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Yeah. And I think as the other thing as well is don't be afraid to ask for help. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's somebody who works there or somebody who's training there or whatever, like I would have always tried to be available as much as possible when I worked in gym floor to help people out. Not to the point that I would have, as we talked about before, went up and said, you're doing that wrong. Because again, if someone has built up the courage to actually get there in the first place and the first thing that they're doing, somebody is coming up and telling them they're doing it wrong. That's the last time they're ever going to be in the gym. But right. I tried to be there to be available that if somebody needed help, they felt like they could come and ask me. And I think, you know, generally 90% of the gyms that I've ever been in, they're more than happy to, to help in any way that they can. Yeah. So that brings me to my next topic, which is my new training program. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I yes. think, I, I think it's important to note, you know, I talked about my training program on the podcast where I kind of built my own training program with supervision with Ben and how to split it. And, um, you know, I was definitely doing too much. There is, there is, there is too much to do. Uh, and, you know, for me, I looked at it as the more I put in, the more reward I will get for that. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, so there's a, a we obviously got to mention uh, Huberman Labs. Uh, you know, there was a recent uh, podcast on, on Huberman Labs. And, and by the way, I highly recommend this one. It's 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 like a master class in muscle hypertrophy. It's like three and a half hours long. Um, and I'll they go through the show notes. Oh, so that, good. So don't forget. You know, I, I need to go through it again. I listened to it and I, I think I fell asleep. I was, in, I was on a plane. I think I fell asleep for like 15 minutes and I lost like some of it. But um, it was it was incredibly awesome to hear the latest research and science around how you can attack your muscles for maximum growth or strength or what the strength is versus uh, uh, hypertrophy versus endurance um, and going through all those different areas. And, you know, what they specifically stated was that even if you're sore, go out and still lift. Soreness is not an indicator of whether or not your muscles are fully healed or not. Um, you know, usually within a 72 hour period, 48 to 72 hour period, your muscles have already predominantly recovered, you know, from the strain that you put them into, give or take. Um, so that was one thing I, I found interesting. But what I also found interesting was that um, one of the things that was kind of a mind blower for me um, was uh, Andrew Huberman had said that when he would lift, even even uh, when he would eat appropriate things to maintain energy levels, three or four hours after the lift, he would just crash and have to take a nap. And I and I was like, wow, that's me. Like that's exactly me. Like when I take when I when I do a heavy lift, you know, three hours later on the spot, I am wrecked. I need to go take a nap. I am exhausted. And what uh, Herman said, what that he figured out what it was, is it wasn't food intake because. That's what I would think. So I would just pound a ton of carbs within my macro nutrient set, but I would be very carb heavy afterwards to try to maintain my level because I didn't want to, that, that three hour crash. Um, but you know, ultimately what he said is that your body, when you're doing heavy, substantial weightlifting, um, your body doesn't, you know, your body's under a lot of stress and it thinks it's in danger for lack of a better term. Okay. And when you're done lifting, your body doesn't know that you're done lifting. Your body doesn't know that you're not in danger anymore. So you're still in that adrenaline mode. You're still on that ramped up period uh, where, you know, things are going on in your body to where it's, it's really taxing, you know, every processor system. And I apologize for, for the dogs barking in the background. You can hear it. Um, but, uh, um, you know, and, and, and basically to shut that off. And so if, if you're doing that, your body doesn't shut itself down. And so in three hours, you're going to crash because your body's basically in overdrive mode. So he said uh, uh, as a routine that he does, um, is he, uh, um, will, after he, uh, is done lifting, uh, he will, uh, basically lay on his back for about five minutes and close his eyes and typically listen to relaxing music to basically let your body know that it's safe. And that shuts down all of those systems that are going in overdrive, um, to, to relax your body, to get back into a normal state of mind and that he stopped having those crashes as soon as he did it. So that was an interesting piece. And I actually, um, the, the first day he said, that, I'm like, boom, you know, mind blown. You know, I need to check this out. 
And I tried it and it worked like first day, second day, third day, fourth day. I didn't have that crash. I was like, oh my gosh, like this actually works. So instead of doing cold showers, which is good, um, <laughs> I now have a technique to calm myself down uh, when I'm going through these situations where I don't have that crash anymore because I just, I literally do a post-workout cool down where I basically lie on my back and I listen to some, you know, chill, you know, music and I close my eyes for five minutes and then I get up and I'm refreshed. I feel great. And I don't have that crash, which I thought was really cool. But that, that brings me back to the whole point of, I was definitely doing too much when it came to lifting and how much I was lifting. And so we're in the process of redesigning my program to where I'm not lifting as much, which I'm going to say is going to be very difficult for me to do. Um, well, I feel like, well, number one, the touch of the Hebrew and stuff. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, but we've obviously talked about Ashwagandha a lot on the, on the podcast. And I will 90% of the time have a serving of Ashwagandha after I train before I have my push workout for that exact reason to sort of bring you back down to that rest and digest it. So same concept, just a different way to do it. But I will, I will try that lying down on the ground. Me and Helmy, like in the dark, in the gym, held hands, <laughs> listening, listening to like crying music, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so your training plan, I feel like, yes, it, number one, it's very big of you to admit that you were doing too much. I have been telling you that for a long time, but I'm glad that you've come to the conclusion yourself. Um, Obviously, we're having a lot of um, back and forth com conversation and, and compromise on things because originally we said that you were going to do four days. Now we're back up to five days and we're having a lot of back and forth about it. But I think the, the latest that we have written in terms of what way the split should be, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, me too. So, you know, originally, just to recap what I was doing, I was doing Orange Theory Monday, Wednesday, Friday or hitch training. And if you listen to Huberman, um, hitch training, I'm not sure what category um hit training is it's level i think it's level four um yeah so he he was basically saying so level four level one level two level three level four cardio is is how intense the workout is and what huberman was explaining with with the other scientist that was on there was that you know you typically want to do you know you know you know 120 to 180 minutes a week of level two cardio which you know he's like that's a maximum level you want to do um, for level two cardio, which is like basically not that intensive, more like, you know, get a sweat on you doing my bike in the morning, you doing your bike in the morning is a great example of that. Right. Um, that's level two cardio. What I do is level four cardio, which is, you know, your body feels like it's being murdered, uh, for an hour, you know, and I did that three times a week. So I was doing the top end of level four for 60 minutes a day or 60 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, which is very high intensity on your body itself. So, you know, I was probably one sacrificing some gains, um, there a little bit, uh, just based on the amount of volume I was doing there, as well as lifting six days a week. And I tried to split my program up uh, enough so that, you know, I did different body parts, obviously, but there is obviously some overlap there. And what I noticed when I was working out with Ben is that when I went to more of a four or five day workout period, um, I was much stronger, uh, much stronger to lift weights, uh, much stronger in my, my exercises. Uh, I didn't feel worn down. When you have to do uh, Orange Theory in the morning, level four intensity Orange Theory, and then in the afternoon, you have to go and do a very powerful lift. Uh, that's very taxing in every aspect to your body, right? Um, I was able to handle it, but, you know, towards the end of the week, you're like, oh, man, you know, like, I don't know if I can do this right now, um, but you still do it. And I think, you know, the way that we're looking at it now is, you know, Monday uh, would be Orange Theory. Uh, we would do a lift that day. That'd be pretty much the only day that I'm doing Orange Theory in conjunction with another one. Uh, Tuesday would be a lift day. Wednesday would be Orange Theory, no lift, so basically a break day. Thursday would be a lift. Friday would be a lift, and then Saturday would be a lift, and then no Orange Theory on Friday, uh, and then Sunday would be a rest day. Um, you know, so you know a little bit of a change to my program, uh, which I'm excited about. But you know, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be much better for me in the long term of being able to you know maximize the amount of growth and hypertrophy and muscle strength and everything else that I'm doing. Part of it. Yeah, I think for me. Number one, the, the stress that hit training puts on your body. Now, not that it will show up or not that it was in, I guess, it, not that it was like super negative, but even that little bit less stress on your body, your body will handle things a little bit better because it's not in that heightened stress state that many times across the week. Um, obviously, as you said, with doing orange steering in the morning and then trying to get a proper lift, like that's, 
I guess it was last Monday. That's what we did. And we went to that gym to train legs. Like that was a tough day. Like that was a, I was spent was. by the end of it. Yeah. Not to just mention that at Orange Theory again, but um, the, so the way that I have it written at the minute is Orange Theory. And then in the afternoon arms, because you can get a full session done. It's not massively taxing on your body. Yeah. You can get it done 45 minutes an hour. It'll be fine. Tuesday we'll do legs. Wednesday will be Orange Theory, which you've just said as a day off. I mean, I, I don't know if you can say that doing Orange Theory is a day off. I meant, I meant it's a day where I'm not doing both, but yes, you know, okay, I'm okay, not doing okay. both. So today I actually incorporated that. So I'm not going to lift this afternoon. I did Orange Theory. And by the way, they just restructured, not to interrupt, but they, they restructured their program. So they have what's called a 2G and a 3G. And for COVID, they went to 3G so they could do appropriate spacing, which mixes, you know, 14 minutes uh, at the treadmill, 14 minutes at the rower, 14 minutes at the gym. And they, they restructured it back to the 2Gs, which is basically like 21 minutes uh, on the treadmill and 21 minutes, or I think it's 24 minutes, 24 minutes on the treadmill, 24 minutes uh, on a split between the rower and the um, gym in most cases. Sometimes there's a run row and some other stuff, but um, that is that is hard. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would have, I, like, I didn't have anything left after the 14 <laughs> minutes on the, on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Then Thursdays, we'll do full body pull, which will incorporate legs. Fridays, obviously, favorite day, push day. Saturday, we'll do legs and arms, and then Sunday, we'll rest. So I think you'll hit legs three times across the week in some aspects. So legs on Tuesday, you'll hit some sort of hamstrings and glutes on a Thursday, and then a full leg day again on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to putting it together. Um, I guess we just need to decide if we're going to do a seven day or 14 day rotation and then we're good to go. What's a seven day or 14 rotation? What would be the difference there? So we'll either do oh, one I see, like seven two. days or two, two different weeks and then you rotate them. I, I, I typically like the two different weeks because you're trying something yeah, different good. each time and you're kind of hitting the muscles a little bit differently. So like yeah. what I like to do is um, switch between my sumo deadlift and the, um, you know, the trap bar deadlift. Yeah. Um, and, you know, those types of things that could be a little bit different as you go through. But, yeah, I mean, like, that'd be kind of cool to, to program two, two weeks. If, so if, I might if actually possible. change what the days are then in the second week just to really throw a spanner in the work. But yeah, I'll get it. You know, we, we have a couple of weeks yet before it starts, yeah. so I'll get, I'll get working on it. Yeah, but, speaking um, of which, I'm, I'm going on vacation on Saturday. Uh, I fly out. And uh, and uh, the, first, the, the first two things I looked up is is there a gnc next to my place and there is so i don't have to like pack all my protein and stuff like that i can get my multivitamins and protein and everything else while i'm there and then the second thing i looked up was where can i get a 24 axis gym and i found a place I already reached out to him got a membership and so i'm ready to go as soon as i get there i'm gonna lift the day i get there um you know just to, just because that, that's vacation no that's vacation so <laughs> but the, you know even i'm I've always trained whenever I went away, even if it was just for three days or two days, like I always find a gym and go and train. Like, oh, you're crazy. You're training when you're on holiday and whatever. I'm like, it's such a big part of my life. Like, it is. why would I stop that just because I'm in a different country? And as I said to you last week, you know, going to other places and other gyms and seeing different things and trying yeah. out different things. And okay, I'll maybe not be as 100% stuck to my training plan when I'm away, but I'll go and, and train. Attack your muscles the, same way. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. a disco pump on if I'm going for dinner. You know? <laughs> Um, you got you to explain what a disco pump is. Did we explain so, it last time? I don't think we did. I can't, I, I can't believe you didn't know. So basically, a disco pump is the oh, disco train. Before, before Ben explains it, I got to explain the situation that led up to this. It's like um, Ben sends me a text message, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm, I got to go hit the gym really quick to get my disco pump on. I'm like, what the hell is a disco pump? I'm like, is it, I'm thinking it's like this, like like weird uk thing where you dress like you're like in like the 60s or 70s you know and like you know and you're you're sitting there lifting with a bunch of people that are dressed in like 70s gear or something like that it's got disco lights no. and stuff and you know you're going you know you're, that would be that'd be my worst nightmare yeah no so disco pumps just where you go and train all the muscles that are going to fill out your t-shirt a little bit more so you go and do some shoulders some chest some biceps and triceps before you go to the disco not that i was going to the disco but that's just not known as a disco pump so, so but those, we did it. We did it. We did do um, a disco pump before we went to the Cavs game. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did a disco pump before the Cavs game just to make yeah. sure that we were all pumped up when we went to the uh, the Cavs game to the the show off. But the you know, you know, you know the feeling that you get after you train and you feel good and you feel more confident. Like that's oh, yeah. that's the idea of it. Did you go out and you feel good about yourself? Good. In your There's clothes. no question. 
there's no question that you know post lift you feel like a monster you know like yeah. you feel great your muscles are exploding you know you, you you get that 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 pump that everybody talks about and then you know obviously it eventually dies down but you know you 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 feel great as you're going through it and as you're doing it you know that you accomplish something and then you you kind of have that feeling there so every time I go and lift I, you know I, I could be like man I just ate a whole box of Tic Tacs and I feel horrible you know and then and then uh you know I'm like I'm terrible and I go and I lift I'm like man I am I'm massive. Like I'm a big dude. This is awesome. You know? So it's just, it's, it's amazing what our brains uh, do to us in those specific things. Yeah. It's actually funny that you mentioned that as well. And this, you can obviously relate this in a different way. And we've had this conversation many times, but obviously after I left you guys, I went to Philadelphia and I hung up with my dad and his friends and stuff. And obviously like the, the group that he hangs around with hadn't seen me in a few years. And obviously I look different and it's funny. Like, you know, they're looking at me like, holy shit. And I'm like, in, in my head, I'm still, small like i'm still a skinny small person and i'm like it, it's hard for me to get my hand around and they're like yeah no you're a big fucking guy and i'm like i don't feel like a big fucking guy but thanks but it's the same that you know we've had this conversation you with, are you are you a know, big guy <laughs> tall enough to make to make the cut <laughs> so just tall yeah. you're big too like in a good way like you're you know you're a big dude like when i, yeah. when I say i'm like okay that's 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 bad he's he's a big dude okay. <laughs> I'm glad I made the cut. But yeah, it's just that sort of like, I always go back to thinking I am that, that previous version of myself. And it's like, I get that I am bigger, but it's not, you know, it's not, I'm still not sort of registering that. And I say the same, you know, with Chris last week, he keeps catching himself in the mirror and not, not believing that that's him. Do you know what I mean? And it's just takes time to sort of align yourself with that new identity. I'm on mute. Um, so it's funny you mentioned that because I think that's something that, you know, I still struggle with from time to time, which is, you know, when, when I see my, like when the XL shirt starts to feel kind of tight, I mean, I'm like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting, I'm getting fat again. You know, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm the on. opposite. I'm like, oh, the XL's feeling tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it pisses me out. So it's so, so funny. We're talking about this, and it's like, Ben's like, I need a double XL. I'm like, double XL? He's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. You know, I love to be bigger. I'm like, I would never wear a double XL. Let's listen. I will gain another 30 pounds in weight over the next few years in muscle, and I'll still be trying to fit still in an XL. Well, <laughs> There's that no. stigma of Fat Dave. That had yeah. to go to double XLs, you know, and, and and I say that I love I love Fat Dave, you know, Fat Dave was a good guy, but that's not where I'm at, obviously now, and it's different perspectives. But you always have that that person in the back of your head because that's who you were, right? That was a big part of your identity, your life, and everything else. Same thing for you. You were a small Ben, and you would you'd love to wear a double XL because you fit into it appropriately, right? You know, well, I, thought, I suppose it's the same thing that if I had to start wearing a medium, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what, like what, what is going on here? What's going on here? Like, you know, I'm yeah. just going to wear a XXL even though I can fit into this medium. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you de- you're definitely not a medium guy, man. I, I know that for no a fact. Fuck, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think that's a, a big thing that, you know, is really tough for me to get over my self-image of, you know, myself and, and how I look and how I feel. And, like, you know, it's, it's interesting – you know, I'll look at like uh, uh, pictures of Helmy as an example, okay? And I'm like, that's a perfect physique, right? But I'm sure Helmy, when he looks at himself, sees all the flaws that he has in his body, right? And and I do the same thing. I'm like, man, you know, like this this little part here in my stomach that is either excess skin or it's fat or whatever. I just haven't lost it. You know, like that part right there drives me nuts. Like, I, and, and every time I have my shirt off. I have a big physique, you know, as far as you can see the muscular definition and everything else, you can see abs, but I still have this little patch here that drives me nuts. Right. And so I think, you know, for me, it's just, I feel like there's always going to be an area where you just don't like yourself in some way, shape or form or certain things about you that, you know, you notice, but no one else does, you know, it's just part of the game, I guess. Yeah. I think that that's, that's sometimes the hardest thing to get over and you'll always be your own worst critic. And, I think it's actually good to talk about Helmy because for anybody who wasn't following, he didn't place in a show. And like, like you said, I'll look at him and be like, fucking hell, like he's massive. He's lean. He's the big guy. He's fucking strong guy. Yeah. And then he's on stage with these other people who are, you know, just at a slightly higher level. And you're like, how, how can these, like, where does it end? You know what I mean? It just keeps going and going and going. And, you know, for Payton, he has handled the situation really well. There's a lot of lessons learned. He knows what he needs to do. He just said, just was not the standard. Um, but again, it's like, you know, somebody will look at me and go, fuck, I would love to look like that. Somebody would look at Helmy and I go, fuck, well, you know, I can respect what he looks like. It wouldn't be for me. But, you know, and then he looks at other people and he goes, this is what I want to look like. So there's always the levels of like people that you're looking up to or people you surround yourself with. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, I think the, the comparison aspect is something you should throw out the window, right? You know, don't compare yeah. yourself to anybody else. Don't compare yourself to me. Don't compare yourself to Ben or Helmy or whomever. Compare yourself to you and the improvements that you have made over time in this journey, whether it's, you know, you're, you're running faster and you're, or you're stronger or you're noticing that, you know, the, the, the pants that you, you never could fit in before you can fit into, you know, those are all accomplishments that make you, you, and you're making progress in those areas. You should never compare yourself to what you see on a celebrity magazine or, you know, things to that effect. And yeah, I know I make the joke about the whole, you know, reacher guy, the Jack reacher guy and his muscles, but you know, like I don't think there's anything wrong with admiring, you know, another male's physique and saying, Hey, that's a great body type. And he's kind of the same as me. I would love to somehow get to that point someday um, and have goals. I think goals are different than looking at yourself and saying, I'm not as good as that person there, or my body will never be that way. Cause that's not true. You know, like you can, you know, obviously there's some genetics, you know, aspects of things. There's body types and builds. Um, but at the end of the day, you, if you're consistent, you're continuously making progress, even if it's a little tiny bit of progress, um, that's an awesome thing for you to be able to have and to accomplish and something that, you know, frankly is, is better than, than 90% of the people out there that aren't improving themselves or making themselves better. Um, and that's, that's really where, you know, if you look at it and again, I came from a different spectrum of, of most folks, you know, I was extremely overweight. Ben came from being extremely, you know, tiny and small. Uh, he's definitely not tiny and small now. He's big Ben. Um, and you know, those are the things that, that that make us who we are and drive us to who we, what we do. But again, try to improve yourself, try to make yourself better every day. And that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about this. That's why we love this stuff. That's why we go to the gym. That's why, you know, push ourselves at different levels because it's competitiveness with ourselves and making ourselves better. Yeah. I think the, the comparison thing is, is a tough one because I guess it depends on your personality and the sort of internal dialogue that you have, because I know that, People will look at certain people in a certain way and think, oh, you know, it's easy for them because they just get to train all day. And I know that people used to think that about trainers, like, oh, it's easy for you because you live in the gym. And I'm like, well, I get, <clears throat> I get the logic behind it, but not, you know, I'm the same as everybody else in terms of the, the work that I need to put in. Um, and then you get people who, like us, will look and go, you know, I respect the work that had to go into that. Like, I respect that, like you're saying about looking at the Jack Reacher physique or other people's physique or other men's physiques. I didn't know that we'd ever be having this conversation by just looking at other men's physiques. But it comes down to because you train and because you do these things, you now have a, a newfound respect as to the effort needed to go in for them to look like that. Um, and then you get the other people who almost see it as a negative and they're like, oh, well, I'll never look like that. So why should I even bother trying? So it depends on your sort of internal dialogue and your, and I guess that's where it comes down to right back to the very start in, in the mindset sort of stuff. How do you, how do you deal with uh, that from a, a, a personal training perspective of getting people into that mindset? Cause I think, you know, when, when I first started, you know, I, I know a lot of my struggles were body image, you know, confidence, uh, things of that effect. And, you know, like I, I know, I, I probably said 10 times, I don't think I'm making progress, you know? And, uh, and you're just like, fuck, you know, like go to this one. I think I've used the F-bomb three times. So I apologize. I, I said, I wasn't going to do it. My mom actually said, my mom uh, actually, and she said, really like the last episode, you make me proud every day. You don't need to say fuck. Tell Dave too. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it really emphasizes the point. Sometimes. It does. So, like we're, we're emphasizing, you know, a yeah, specific yeah. name. And I apologize. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, we, I was just talking to Aaron the other day, and since our kids have gotten older, we, we're noticing that we're swearing more often. Like, you know, like like we were like goody two shoes, never swear in front of our kids, obviously. And now it's like, you know, shit. You know, you're like, oh, whoops. Yeah, whatever. They're, they're fine. They're good. They're good. Um, but I, I think that's something to, to think about is like, you know, how can somebody that, that doesn't have a personal trainer overcome their own issues and, and progress and things? And we've talked about this before on some of the earlier podcasts, but I think it's important to resonate and, and talk about again. So, for me, what I try and do is be realistic with people at the start. So if someone comes to me and says, I want to lose, you know, 50 pounds in the next two months, I'm like, look, we can do as much as we can, but I can't guarantee you that specific number because there's so many variables, blah, 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 blah. The other thing as well is if someone comes to me and says, I want to look like this person and shows me someone, I go look. I can get you, you know, leaner, bigger, smaller, whatever you need to be, but there's no way I can make you look like that person because they have different genetics. They're made differently. They have, you know, they could have had 15 years of training or whatever it is. And there's so many different variables to that as well. And even you, you sent me a photo of the guy 
I don't know, some coach from Tunnel, probably fucking yeah. Coach Tony. And, coach, <laughs> coach Jackson. I didn't know Coach Tony at the time yet, but. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so what did I, he said, you know, this would be the goal. This is what I want to look like. And what did I say to you? He said, I mean, we can move you towards progress step, but you're yourself is, is basically what the, the gist of it yeah. was. Is like, hey, so it's just get, we'll get you, we'll just, get you to a good spot. It's just setting you setting realistic expectations because if I said to you, yes, do you know what? Give me six months and you look exactly like that. If it got the six months, you could have made the most amazing progress yeah. because you didn't look like that guy. But like, fuck this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yep. hundred percent. Right. So it's just being realistic with it. And you need to understand that you as a person are built differently than every other person. So there's no way that you could specifically, like, even if we talk about Jack Reacher, I'm never going to look like that, but can I be bigger and leaner and, you know, get the 240 pounds or whatever? Yeah, hundred percent. But my yeah. body type will be different and I'll look different. Yeah. doesn't mean that I'll look bad in comparison to him, but I would never no. go. I want to put my head on his body. See what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I I'll put my head on his butt. I'd be cool with that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because you respect the work of it. Do you know what the I mean? Work, the work no, of it, I think, is most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, no, there's genuinely, there's no reason that we can't get you to a similar physique that, you know, other people Correct. will look at you and go, holy shit. That dude's big. I got that one. today. I saw one of my employees yeah. that I hadn't seen today. I went to the office and uh, I, I, you know, one of the employees came in. We were having a, just a get together. And um, and uh, uh, he came up to me. He's like, dude, wow, you're huge. I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much. Like I would have taken huge under a different context that I've been, you know, uh, big Dave before, but I'm um, a different big Dave now, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, uh, that's, yeah, go ahead. No, that, I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. And it's, it's, it's sometimes other people are recognizing those things in you and you don't, do you know what I mean? And it's good. You know, even Jason put into the chat, um, after we, we met last week, he was like, where everybody's so much bigger in your life. And yes, okay, you could take that in the wrong way. It's been like, yeah. oh, and obviously Chris gave me a hard time about how much food that I ate. I was good about eating eating complex off the back foot. But, um, <laughs> but it's, you know, people sort of backing you up in terms of you are making yeah. progress and things are looking good. Because it can be tough, you know what I mean? It's a long process. It's a long thing to do. And, you know, depending on what sort of, especially if you're going through like a, a muscle building phase, it's infinitely longer than a, a fat loss phase in, in most cases. Yeah. So, it's harder to see the difference and it's harder to see the time. And it's just putting the reps in literal reps. It is, it is much easier to lose the weight than it is to build muscle. Like m muscle growth is so slow in our bodies. It just takes forever. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot, you know, I like your balanced approach of how you do things, which is, you know, Hey, let's build muscle at the same time because you want to maximize the amount of time that you're building muscle for, because it just takes forever while stripping the fat off as you go through it. Right. And those things are, are definitely possible. Um, so that's, that's, you know, accomplishable goal and you'll see better results because now you're going to start to see muscle definition, you know, things that you already had basically underneath, you know, just exposing that based off of losing the, the, the extra fat, that body fat that you had there while also building muscle at the same time, and then basically building back up. So, you know, I dropped all the way down to 200 and I'm going all the way back up again. You know, I'm 230 something now. So, you know, I'm going to, going to get to 240 here before Ben, um, so oh. I'm pretty close to it. I'm not, you, you, I'm you, not might actually, you might actually be me. <laughs> I'm not there in an, in an optimal way, but I'm pretty fucking close to it. Actually, a funny. I, was, I guess look at, that bicep, look, at that, look at that bicep. Look at that bicep. I haven't even looked at it. He's up there. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I point the note on that. So obviously, I'm. It was two thirty two thirty seven yesterday. Whenever I weighed myself, and I took some progress photos. They're not the prettiest in any way, shape, or form, but. My goal is over the next sort of six or seven weeks to try and strip as much body fat as possible. And I know that say I lose the 15 pounds that I put on over the, over the week that I was away. If I do it in the right way, I'll be leaner, but I'll be lighter, but I'll look bigger because it just comes down to yes. displaying the muscle that's actually there. So I'm looking forward to going through this like short sort of mini cut phase. Still going to keep food high. I'm just going to get training to do the, to be the intensity. Yeah, it's interesting. I sent you a picture the other day of my abs coming on. I'm like, man, I think this is the leanest that I've I've, I've ever been. And you know, the, it's it's amazing just by shedding a small amount. Of, <laughs> I don't understand it, man. Like, you know, I I I, I was definitely over calories uh, uh, with those Irish car bombs and everything. Else the thing about actually, well, I guess the truth behind yeah. it is the thing about alcohol is it'll dehydrate your body. So I always find like before, whenever I used to train, but still go out drinking, like the morning after. I woke up with a nice drink and like I was shredded because my body was just so dehydrated and it's just water manipulation. So that could have played a part in it. So what you're saying I'm not is saying that, that, no, 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 I'm not saying everybody needs check, to go and get fucked for up. Check -in, for check-in days, I'm going to get hammered the night before and then do my check-in videos. <laughs> like, damn, Dave's really looking awesome. He's like, no, I've just been drinking a lot. So, uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah but that that's it could be that could be that part of that stuff. So. All right. So last topic before we, we bounce off is, uh, and this is more of a fun one that I came up with is what's your top, uh, exercise that you enjoy doing per muscle group. Okay. Where are we starting? Why don't we start with back? Um, for back, I like single arm cable rope because I feel like you can get, you can create enough stability sat down into it, but you can get that better contraction by being able to sort of drop your shoulder down into it. Versus if you do just the dual one, you're obviously fixed to what the bar can do. I think mine would be, uh, for back would be the T-bar row. I really mm, like yes. the, uh, excuse me, the landmine attachment that you have for that. Um, and, uh, being able to pull that up and just, you know, really get that, that, that back it's going as you're going through. Yeah. yeah I really like T-bar row. It's, it's basically, it's a, landmine attachment that goes on the side of the rack that comes out and then you put a little it's a t-bar attachment that then you can lift up you know and, and uh hit it that way it's really good for that one um next uh let's see uh how about quads i just like a simple leg extension i mean or split squats i guess depending on what you set it up but if i go if i'm thinking about like getting the proper contraction and being stable in the movement just a leg extension if you do it properly i think mine's going to be um the belt squat is my favorite. So I've done front squats, back squats, you know, uh, split squats, goblet squats, you know, you name it. Uh, the split squats, uh, split, split squats, split squats, uh, uh, hip thrusters, you know, you name it. I mean, you know, everything that can, can bust those quads. And I, I honestly found that, um, from a targeted isolation movement perspective, belt squats to me. Uh, and that's one thing I wish I would have had you uh, hop on. I, we forgot about it, but, uh, would love to have you hop on that belt squat to take a look at that. But I, the, the, the quad isolation on that one to me is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So actually a good point to note on that as well, because this is something that I pointed out with a couple of guys last week. It entirely depends on what way you're made up, where you feel the squat. So the best way that I can describe it is if you take a photo of yourself from the side, this might be hard to describe but if you visualize it with me. So if you take your photo of yourself off the side with a barbell or on the belt or whatever way you're doing the squat at the bottom of the squat, Draw a line from the bar or wherever the force is coming to a point at your heel, so where you're connected to the ground. Then draw a line from your knee to, from the front of your knee to the back of your glutes and draw a straight line across. So they'll cross between where the line of force comes down and where the, the cross yeah. between your knee and your glutes are. If the line is bigger between the line of force and your knee, then you're going to be more quad dominant. If the line of force is bigger between, if the sorry, if the line is bigger between the line of force and your glutes, then you're going to be more glute dominant in the movement. So, depends on the length of your femur where you get the the movement from. Interesting. Did I know that? It's been there every day. So there you go. Uh, what about chest? Uh, incline Smith machine press. Incline Smith machine press. I think I gotta my... say that's my favorite because I can adjust i guess it could be potentially because of my shoulder but i can adjust it and i can it can be lighter at the bottom i get a nice contraction with it i yeah. can push at least amount of weight and i enjoy it an interesting point actually to note sorry to keep <laughs> interrupting oh, so no, i was okay. doing a bit of research on so my right hip has started giving me shit and i was like what the fuck is going on but there's a lot of research into because my left shoulder is sore and when i'm overcompensating so say i'm pressing something I'm going to lean into it more on my right side. So because I'm over on this way, I'm going to be overcompensating from my right hip. So it always goes diagonal as to where the injury is Interesting. to the other side compensating. So I need to go and get that fixed because it's not, it's not pleasant. No, that's not, that sucks. That sounds horrible. So chest for you. Uh, I think, I think the incline tonal, the resistance tonal is, yes. is probably my favorite. Nice. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that really busts, busts my, my chest muscles up. You know, I, I love doing traditional, uh, bench, uh, with the, the neutral bar grip. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, for some reason, the resistance, you know, training that you're getting on the tonal and the gradual progression that you're doing with those, it just rips my chest up as I'm going through and doing it. So I love that one a lot. Yep. Uh, biceps. Single arm preacher curl with a dumbbell. So we One's did those. We did actually yeah. in the gym. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like that one. I like the machine that was at uh, uh, Old School Iron, where it's basically preacher curls, but a machine. So, you know, yeah. it's it's basically riding over and you're doing both at the same time. Yeah. But the single arm preacher curls are really good. Those are those are hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's good it's, because yeah. you can isolate them. You can isolate the muscles so much. And you can. The reason I like doing the dumbbells versus doing the machine is because I can move slightly different in the line of like what 
way, if anybody's not watching this, I'm moving my arms, but the, like, the way that my arm moves naturally is different on both sides, so I can get a better contraction by doing it single arm on the, with the, the bench. By the way, a nice t-shirt. Thanks. Got that in America. Yeah. Let's go. America. I have my Cavs hat on as well. Sports cast, oh, Cavs hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cavs hat. Um, so uh, for me, I think it's going to be um, probably my tonal uh, bicep curl, single arm bicep curl. Uh, I really feel like, you know, the, the movement with that full range of motion, very similar to a preacher curl, but also burns you out with uh, the resistance that that's there. Yeah, I think I'd like to say as well for anybody who's listening who's on the fence about the tonal, buy one because I think I fully underestimated the capabilities of it. I just sort of related it that it would be similar movements to a cable machine, but the the way that it can create force in the opposite direction, the way that it will adjust if you're struggling, that it will drop the weight slightly so you can get those sort of like forced reps and things like that. Very, very cool. So if you're on the fence, Number one, if you're on the fence, definitely buy one. Number two, if you're someone who works for the company and want to sponsor the podcast, send us a message. <laughs> we're looking for sponsors. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like, I mean, like, you know, what's great about the tonal, like, when you're doing bench press, you know, and you're going up, and let's just say you're at one RM, you know, one rep max, you're you're done. Like, I mean, or, or one RP, sorry, uh, or zero RPs, you have nothing left in the chamber, and you go to push up, you know, that that let's just say it's fifty pounds, and you can't do it. Tonal recognizes it and says, "Oh, you're you're at a zero RP, you have nothing left in the tank." Let's bump this down to 30. Can you still do it? Nope. Let's bump it down to 20. Okay. Let's bump it down to 10. And you're literally just obliterating your muscles into everything that they have left, which is so cool. Yeah. yeah. That was hard. Uh, triceps. Um, probably the cross body cable ones that we did on the tunnel. So same idea. Yeah. We're actually crossing across. So it was actually, did, I did them today and I was like, I need to remember to add these into your plan with the, you know, the way we did it in old school iron, the way that the rope had like, it wasn't like a handle, it was almost like a cuff. Yeah. So if you could do it that way versus yeah. actually holding on to something, you get a lot more from the contraction. So cross-body cable extensions. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, for me, it's going to be tricep extensions with two ropes, uh, which is the, which is the Benway. Uh, you know, two, basically you have two ropes uh, attached to uh, the, uh, what are those called? The clips, the alligator clips. Um, yeah, we'll go with alligator clips. Hamburg clips? Something like that, yeah. Um, and, the, clip, uh, the clips on the machine. The, cli- the clips, clips on the machine. And uh, you use two ropes, so it give you a longer extension. So when you're coming up, you know you can go out a lot further and then get full range of motion uh, with your triceps as you're coming back, You know, keeping your shoulders in as you co- go back. So I really like the, the two rope um, extension, tricep extensions on a tonal specifically or on a uh, cable machine. Uh, those, are, those are absolutely fantastic. What I also... Um, have been doing lately is the uh, the neutral bar um, using that for tricep extensions, overhead tricep extensions. So neutral grip come up and then you know just come down with the neutral yeah. bar itself, and those are really great uh, for burning out the the, the triceps. So I've been doing a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, glutes and hammies. Um, hamstrings, I like. I mean, I'm going to say RDL. It's not necessarily just specific to hamstrings, but uh, I'll take it. RDL or else a lion hamstring curl that you can get a real nice contraction on. Glutes, just hip thrusts. I mean, I don't particularly like them, but as far as growing that muscle, they do the job. Mine's going to be sumo deadlift by far, my favorite. Yeah, for for Good. Yeah, I love sumos. Uh, yeah, I, uh, just a really quick story uh, on that one is I was doing sumo deadlifts the other day and uh, I must have moved the bar just a little bit and I was this close away from my bare feet. Uh, and oh. uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I need to be more careful with that. That's not a good. Um, my son, by the way, uh, I don't know, I sent you the video yesterday, but yeah, uh, yeah, my, I saw my, it. Yeah. my son, uh, I come home yesterday from a long day of work and um, my son's like, dad, I, I want to go lift. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, I'm so tired. It's like, it's like 8.30 at night. I've had a long ass day. I'm like, of course we're going to go lift right now. Like, we're, that's not even an option. Let's go. And so I looked at my son for the first time uh, yesterday. He's, he's 11 years old. And, uh, dude, he's actually stronger than I thought. So he did he did, he did the Kabuki camera bar, 45 pounds, did 10 of those, um, good form and everything, uh, did uh, skull crushers with the bar, which is 30 pounds. And uh, he did um, tricep extensions with the TRXs, you know, body weight side. And then he did eight uh, deadlifts, uh, trap trap bar deadlifts with a seventy pound trap bar, and he was he was solid. I mean, you saw the video; he's, he's looking good. And uh, he did three sets of those, three sets of whatever, and he was he was like, "Man, this is this is awesome." <laughs> How does he like, feel today, he, he's like, "Dad, I woke up this morning with him uh, to get him to school." 
And he's like, Dad, I'm wrecked. He's like, but, I, but he's like, but as soon as I come, 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 come home, can we lift again? I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah but he had good, and you know, it, it's good obviously to teach for him and stuff at such an early age. So it'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else you missed. Shoulders. Yeah, uh, line cross cable lateral raises the ones again that we did in yeah. the tunnel. Yeah, those those again from a, from a stability perspective. From a resistance profile perspective, they're the best in my eyes of getting that contraction. I prefer the cable over dumbbell just because of the way that the pull will, or the resistance will be. Um, I definitely land. You can sort of isolate the shoulder a little bit further. So what Ben's talking about is laying on a on a bench basically and having two cables come up and then where you can do lateral raises uh, using cross cr- crossing your arms and being able to do it that way. So uh, that's definitely one of my, my favorite ones as well. And obviously we got traps, you know, you got other areas here, but those are the core ones that we wanted to talk about today. Did I miss anything? Calves, you know, I do calf raises. Don't train them. Don't train them. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of it. <laughs> I can't grow them anyway. Um, but hey, that's it for us today. Uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy listening to us and catching up and, uh, you know, we'll be back with you next week. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be on vacation next week, but we'll definitely get a podcast in and, uh, we'll get all that going. And so hopefully, uh, you are having a great day. You're getting some training in, uh, you're motivated to get some training in and, uh, just remember, you know, you are you and, and keep your progress going for, for what you want to accomplish in life. And that's all that matters. And, uh, this is, this is hacking your health and, uh, follow us on Twitter, Discord, everywhere else. Everywhere else. Everywhere else. We'll see you next week. See you next week. (laughs) All right. Catch you later. Thanks. Later.